Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. It's September 25th, 2019, and that means there's just three months left until Christmas. Today on the show, we're going to talk to the ladies from That's For Entertainment, creators of ChristmasCon, the first-of-its-kind Christmas convention coming to New Jersey this November. We'll also color your days with Christmas and put some merriment in your social media with the top five Christmas Instagram accounts to follow. All that and the latest Christmas Bowl showdown are coming up. Let's start the show! my fellow merrymakers. It is I, Tim Babb, back with another stocking full of goodness to tide you over until Christmas. I know a lot of people are excited because we've hit the burr months, you know, September, October, November, and eventually December. But with the temperatures hitting 90 plus degrees here in the Christmas cave, I haven't said burr in quite some time. But I do have some chills of excitement because today I get to talk to the producers of the first ever Christmas Con. It's the first time we've had guests on this show that aren't podcasters or members of my immediate family. But before we get to our guests, we need a little Christmas now. We need a This Christmas Now tip was actually a listener email we got Santa Bab, he is gonna read some emails oh, from <laughs> Sorry, we're not doubling up on the jingles. Let's just get to the email. Sadly, this email was sent over a year ago from Alex or Elizabeth. See, they didn't sign it, and it's one of those emails that has two names in the email, so I'm not sure who exactly sent it, but it goes like this. Hi, Tim. Love your podcast. I'm a little behind on episodes as I like to save them all for listening closer to Christmas, so I don't know if you've mentioned this or not. My children found one of my adult coloring books that is Christmas-themed and have been asking to color it. What a great way to keep the Christmas spirit alive all year. Thank you, Alex and or Elizabeth, and don't worry about being behind. Clearly, I'm behind on reading letters. But a coloring book is a great way to put a little Christmas in your life and be a little creative, too. Now, I don't have any adult coloring books, but I still have plenty of regular kids coloring books from previous Christmases. The key is to go to the dollar store. They usually have a bunch, and they only cost... You, you probably figured that part out. But if you can't wait for Christmas coloring books to be in stock at your local store, you could always Google Christmas coloring pages and you'll find tons of Christmas pictures to print out and color. In fact, if you and your kids or your significant other or your friends want to make a game of it, you could all print out the same picture and see who colors it the most creative way. For bonus Christmas goodness, you can play some Christmas tunes while you color. If any of you decide to do some Christmas coloring, be sure to post your favorites to Instagram and tag us at ChristmasPod. Speaking of Instagram, let's move on to our countdown feature, Five Golden Things. things. So I'm one of those crazy people with two Instagram accounts. I have the one for the show, and then I have my personal one, where in addition to the occasional Christmas post, I mostly post pictures of my kids and my food or Marvel movies and whatever goofy thing blows into my fool mind. And that account is where I do all my following of actual people, like my friends, my family, and various celebrities. But because I have an Instagram for the podcast, I was in a unique position where I could really tailor what I saw in that feed in a very specific way. I basically only follow Instagram accounts that post exclusively Christmas 
images. And so anytime I log into that account, it's just a bounty of Christmas goodness. So I thought I'd share with you my top five Christmas-themed Instagram accounts. Number five. Christmas Nostalgia. I like this account because they are consistent. They always post three posts a day. One of those three posts is a countdown of how many days left until Christmas, and the other two are beautiful photos of Christmassy scenes. It's a perfect intro to year-round Christmas on Instagram. Number four. Winter underscore Wonderland underscore girl. This one spices things up a bit by adding a lot of memes and Christmas artwork like paintings or cartoons and mixing those posts in with posts of more traditional Christmas photography. Number three. Christmas.in.wonderland. You know how when someone takes vacation photos from the beach and they always post one of their legs, like it, the, the, the camera is looking down, like you see their legs and also the beach, like that's a, or, or a swimming pool, like it's a big thing during the summer or when someone goes on a vacation, you always see that shot like of their perspective down their legs. Okay, so this account is that, but with Christmas scenery. So like they've got Christmas jammies on and slippers and there's a, a, usually a hand in the shot that's holding like a cup of hot cocoa or gingerbread men or cups of cocoa or Christmas cookies or hot cocoa or more hot cocoa. These ladies love some hot cocoa. I don't know if they're getting kickbacks from Swissmas to post all these photos, but I'll tell you, it's worth it. Number two. Christmas underscore Santa underscore Kalaaz. I had to say Kalaaz because Claus is spelled with two A's in this case. It's, now, this one is very similar to the above with all the cocoa goodness, but with a bit more variety of stuff thrown in there, like general Christmas scenery and the occasional cute kid or cute puppy thrown in for good measure. Honorable mentions! Xmas Countdown. <laughs> that countdown has three ends. Now, this was the account that I started to notice, hey, it's using some of the same pictures as some of the others. Don't get me wrong, it's still good stuff. Wherever they're going for these photos, it's great. But you just might get some repeats when you follow this account. Number one. Christmas time wishes. This one is the motherload. Of all the accounts I follow, these folks post the most. You will not be shortchanged on Christmas content when you click that follow button. Photography, screen caps for movies, vintage images, posters, all sorts of Christmas visuals to delight your peepers. And that's my list. I actually follow way more than that, but I think a lot of them, like I said, might use the same stock image sites to find pictures. Fortunately, they're good at picking which ones to use, so my feed always looks gorgeous. I'll make a post on the Can't Wait for Christmas Instagram and tag all of them so you can follow them there. And I'll also put links to all these Instagrammers in the show notes of this episode if it's easier for you to go follow them there. And while you're there... Are there any Christmas Instagram accounts you follow? Why not leave me a comment so I can check them out, especially if one of them is yours. And speaking of your comments, let's hear what your thoughts were on our August episode as we get some feedback from our last show. Messages from listeners everywhere. Feedback on our last show. Last time we talked about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I hadn't seen it in a while, but I really did enjoy it. Although I really took some of the characters to task for kind of being jerks, especially Clark. Well, I guess that didn't go unnoticed because Stacy left a comment saying, As to your rant about the movie, so glad you came back and had some love and appreciation for it, as I was preparing to send you a Grinchygram. Well, yes, Stacy, I, I did indeed enjoy it. You see, I am a long-time Star Trek nerd. A Trekkie, as we've been come to be known. Trekkies have a very strange ability to ruthlessly nitpick the thing that we love. Apparently, this skill also transferred to Christmas movies, and I'm not the only one. Rick says, I'm actually surprised that you said most of what I was thinking about this movie. Many of the characters, including the titular Griswolds, are so unlikable until the very end of the movie that it makes it hard for me to sit through. I'm glad there's some redemption for Clark at the end. This is one of those Christmas movies that I understand why people put it on such a high pedestal, but it's not in my personal rotation. If it happens to come on TV, I'll watch. Speaking of watching on TV, 
I had said that I was wondering if it was too soon to show my eight and four-year-old sons this movie, what with all the swearing and all. And plenty of you came up with the same great advice for me. Like Paul, who said, You talked about the language in the movie. I suggest if you want your boys to watch it, it's best to see the TV version, which is edited. Maybe you and your wife could watch the original? Great idea, Paul. And a lot of you said the same thing. So I'll just DVR it when it inevitably plays on Freeform, and then we can all watch it worry-free. But there was also another perspective from Noelle. She says... I personally watch this with my family every year since I can remember. It likely started when I was three years old, as well as all of my siblings. Three, two boys and one girl. We were never affected by the rant and language and honestly didn't know what the words meant. So we didn't really know they were wrong, therefore we didn't know it would be silly to repeat them. As we got older and realized what they meant, we were mature enough to refrain from using them. Well, I'm glad that worked out for you, Noelle, but my four-year-old loves to latch on to random words and repeat them constantly, so I don't know if I can take that risk. But with a name like Noelle, I had to read your comment. Thanks for writing in. Another thing I talked about last time was my top five gift ideas for moms. I got them from a list of 40 gifts from Good Housekeeping. Well, I'm not sure I should add those to my cart just yet, because Marsha left a comment saying, FYI, the 40 gifts? Not so much. If your mom or wife is into jewelry, then maybe, but a doormat? Please. I've gotten the strawberries before. They come well insulated. In fact, I reuse the ice bags. The strawberries are super juicy, but the chocolate breaks too quickly. Great to pick off chocolate shreds on your ugly Christmas sweater. Thanks, Marsha, but now that still leaves me looking for gift ideas from a wife, mom, and mother-in-law. But if you're a mom or a wife or just someone with a good idea, please share them with me. Don't worry. My wife doesn't listen to the podcast. She won't find out. But your mom listens to every show. You're right, imaginary listener. That sounds like Kermit the Frog. Everybody wave to my lovely mother and thank her for raising me with a healthy love of Christmas. But if you have a gift ideas for my mom, go ahead and email them to me privately at christmas at tancast.com. Thanks. And now, just time for a quick news update before we talk to the ladies behind ChristmasCon. That's right, it's time for All I Want for Christmas is News. Baby, all I want for Christmas is news. Yeah. Give me that news, baby. A few years back, we did an episode all about the Star Wars Holiday Special, a special so bad that George Lucas reportedly wanted to buy back every copy just to destroy them. Well, not so fast, George. John Favreau is the director behind the Christmas classic Elf, the recent remake of The Lion King, and the one who kicked off the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the first Iron Man. He's recently been hard at work as the showrunner for the new Star Wars TV series The Mandalorian for Disney+. Recently, Entertainment Tonight, for some reason, asked him about the Star Wars holiday special, and he had this to say. I love the holiday special. Oh, I. I mean, in, in a, you know, certain se- sequences more than others. Yeah. But I love uh, the introduction of Boba Fett and that rifle that he had. Yeah. That animated piece uh, still holds up. It's pretty cool. It is. And, and I draw inspiration from that. And, uh, you know, I would, I would love to do... Uh, someday, maybe on Disney Plus, we'll do a holiday special too. I would love that. Be wonderful? Oh, that'd be insane. I got to pitch that to yes. them. We'll see. <laughs> if right. you want to see a holiday special, let Disney Plus know. Okay, uh, can everyone hold on for one second? Attention, Disney Plus! This is your official notice that you absolutely need to let John Favreau remake or reimagine or do whatever he wants to the Star Wars holiday special. If the guy who brought us Buddy the Elf can't be trusted with a holiday special, who can? Please make this happen as soon as possible. Thank you. And now, a word from one of the other fine podcasts in the Christmas Podcast Network. We're the Elves from Tis the Podcast. I'm Anthony. 
I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. And Tis the Podcast is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. Join us each week as we rank, review, and discuss all your favorite Christmas movies and television shows. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes it's a verbal brawl. But each and every week is guaranteed to be fun. Come join us. Find out about this and all the other shows on the network at christmaspodcastnetwork.com. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's a lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Now let's move on to our feature segment. This podcast has long been a great thing for like-minded Christmas lovers to gather and let their Christmas freak flag fly. But what if there was a physical place to get together with other Christmas lovers and celebrate everything we love about Christmas? Well, now there is. ChristmasCon is coming to Edison, New Jersey, November 8th, 9th, and 10th. And I have the masterminds behind ChristmasCon on the line right now. Christina, Lily, Trin, and Alex from That's For Entertainment. Welcome to the Christmas Cave, ladies. Hello. 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 Thank you for having us. Uh, and uh, full disclosure to the listeners, we recorded this uh, interview once before, but uh, it was on Skype and Skype lost it. So... Uh, <laughs> On the one hand, that's a bit of a bummer because uh, wasted like an afternoon of their time. But on the other hand, it was like a great dress rehearsal. So now I know how to really do this interview well. Yes. <laughs> that's showbiz, kids. <laughs> but we for, we forgot the question. So it would be us if we never heard Perfect. that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so one thing I didn't do last time, which I feel like I should, is have each of you introduce yourselves one by one. So everybody say hi so we can recognize whose voice is who when they're talking. Okay, this is Lily, the one with the Russian accent, but I'm not from Russia. <laughs> I'm Christina. Okay, I'm Alex. I'm Trin. And together they form That's For Entertainment. <laughs> cha, cha, cha. <laughs> so, I, I mean, as soon as you hear Christmas Con, you're like, yes, I'm in. But for those of, for the people who need it a little more convincing, what is Christmas Con? What is it all about? So uh, Christmas Con is an experience that we're creating for the audience for the very first time. There's nothing like this out there has never done before. Uh, besides uh, celebrity guests that we're going to have, we're also going to have vendors. We're going to have events. We're going to have concerts by two of the celebrity guests. We're going to have contests. So uh, it's more of just like going more than just going to a convention is a full experience that the people are going to have to enjoy Christmas early in the year. Yeah, we've been marketing it kind of as um, a Comic-Con meets um, a small town festival. So that's really what we want to kind of wrap those two, where you're having traditional moments of Comic-Con, where we're meeting celebrities and photo ops and panels, but it's kind of overlaced in this small town environment. Even with our guest list kind of all being from the same family, it kind of really uh, embraces that. And speaking of your guest list, I want to talk about this because you have, especially because this is the first ever Christmas con and you have an amazing array of guests. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, you know, we definitely, um, when we started this, we kind of all sat down and made a dream wish list. And I think it was actually Lily at one point that said, it's kind of like playing fantasy football because it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> We're like, you know, sitting around, you know, just writing Lacey Chabert and all these people on his list. Like, you know, it's nothing. And, you know, I think we look at our guest list right now and even some that we haven't even announced yet. And it's our list. And I think we're still all blown away that, you know, we, these actors joined on for this and believe in this as much as we do and are as excited, you know, as we are for it. So I think it's sort of uh, surreal for us and definitely very exciting. And uh, just out of curiosity, are the four of you going to take Lacey Chabert out to dinner 
just so at one point the maitre d' has to say, Lacey Chabert, party of five? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That was like, that that was actually, an amazing idea. <laughs> I'm so glad that oh went God. over. I went. I spent so Done. long writing that joke, and my wife was like, you're not really going to say that, are you? Well, you totally doing yeah, it, by the way. Yes, I'm totally... <laughs> But we'll give you the credit afterwards. Yes. We'll give you the credit. <laughs> so uh, how did the idea of Christmas Con come about? Like what, what made you decide to do this? Um, well, I've been, I've been going to uh, conventions for like the past like 13, 14 years. And uh, my friends here, my good friends, had always make fun of me <laughs> for being a geek, for going to them. We um, still do. So, it didn't change. Yes, yes. So um, a couple of months ago, um, we were talking and I sort of mentioned, you know, the idea of a Christmas con that has never been done before. And um, it was just, you know, something I've been thinking about for a while. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I was like, you know, just throwing it out there, see what you guys think. I didn't think they would believe like there was a good idea, but thank you guys for doing that. <laughs> and, and now we're here and apparently we're all geeks now because we, we literally own a convention now. So <laughs> I think that's awesome. And I think too, what I think kind of separates us from sort of other conventions is, you know, like Lily said, this really came about from the four of us spending Thanksgiving together, watching Hallmark, watching these Christmas movies. And, you know, that's when Lily came up with this saying, why isn't there a convention for that? So I think, because it came from a place of four best friends coming up with the idea as, you know, at the end of the day, fans watching these movies, we've been kind of approaching this entire thing from that perspective of what would we want to see at a convention? What would we want to go to? And I think that sort of changed the game a little bit for us. That's the thing, though. It's one thing to have an idea, but you guys are making it happen. Like you said, you got Lacey Chabert, you got Jonathan Bennett, you got Holly Robinson Pete, you've got my high school crush, Alicia Witt. Alicia. Call me. You can have hot cocoa at Christmas con. And I, oh, I forget who the dude was you just uh, announced, but I was like, hello. Ryan. Like, I don't play for that team, but if I did. <laughs> so can you talk to a little bit about like how what how it was getting them involved with it? Were they like on board immediately? Was it like, you know, was there a sense that, you know, that I mean, I feel like these movies are so popular. I'm sure there was a big thirst for fans to be able to meet them like in a, in a setting like this. Yeah. Which we didn't even really realize starting this. Like um, so many of the celebrities have been telling us that recently that they've been getting asked for a year sometime about doing a Christmas convention. So that's was news to us, but it makes sense. Yeah. And also, and also um, we've been getting celebrities um, messaging us with the, the company social media, like saying, oh my God, this looks such a, like a fun event. Mm -hmm. And like being kind of like saying, can I come? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. so we've been yep. having to expand what we wanted to be the limit of celebrities because, you know, if, of course, like, yeah, let's let's you know let's get in touch with your agent and make an official offer and let's see how that goes. Um, so you're that, like, that's I guess amazing. you can come to. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Sure, if you want, if you want, yeah. And like, even like the celebrities have been commenting on each other's posts about this, and they're like, "Oh my god, can't wait to see you! Can't wait to hang out! Can't wait to have dinner together!" So that's been fun for us as well because they are so excited as much as we are 
for this that we didn't we didn't even realize that was gonna snowball into something like that that is sort of like Chris says always like a celebration to them um because they've never done this convention and we're also dealing with actors that they've never done conventions before so we've been having to explain to the agent what is the process of you know the autographs the photo ops like what is the q a panels about all of that because it's the first time ever that they're doing conventions you see, like, if Hallmark doesn't make a movie about four women getting together to create a convention for Hallmark movies, they are leaving money on the table because this yes, is a yeah. movie right here. Definitely. Like, Hallmark, if you're listening, you should just send a camera crew down and film this happening. Yeah, like a reality show. Yes, they should do that. Exactly. Uh, so is there, is there any other, uh, highlights about the, the con that we haven't mentioned that, that you want to mention before I get on to our five golden questions feature? Um, well, we're excited about the concert. Um, Alicia Witt's headlining it and Paul Green is now going to be, um, opening as well for her. Jonathan Bennett's hosting that as well for us. So that's very exciting. Um, we have two contests. We're announcing another one next week, um, which we're also really excited about. Yeah. And we have uh, a couple creative panels. Yeah, the contests also have uh, cash prizes, so people can walk away with cash, which is always great. Lily, you can't enter. You can't enter, Lily. No! (laughs) (laughs) Let me remove. I was already working on my (laughs) I mean, this keeps getting better and better every time, so people can just wait for news and and more things coming up. It's going to be amazing, amazing event. So, So watch... This space, not only this space, but uh, our social media all the time. We're coming with great news for you in the next weeks. We, we have great news every yeah, day. We Absolutely. have great news every day. We have some, like, mm-hmm. I'm so yes. excited for the next conference that is true. we have. We're going to announce next week. It's gonna. I'm so excited for yes. it. Yeah. And we're still announcing some celebrity guests. So mm-hmm. that is great that into, like, September we're still announcing them. Uh, and then also we have Santa. So Santa is also coming so people can take their photo yeah. service. So stay Santa. tuned. I assume he was one of the celebrities who uh, who messaged in like, hey, can I join? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually Santa. He was one of them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so before I let you get out of here, I do a feature on this show where uh, we count down five things. We call it the five golden things. So whenever we have guests on, we do the five golden questions. I'm explaining it to you like we didn't do this last time. (laughs) So uh, last time we asked the five golden questions, and there were quite a few stumpers. Like uh, nobody really had a favorite present. Nobody had a worst present. (laughs) Basically, we were useless the last time. (laughs) Useless is strong. It was all very entertaining. But I decided I would switch up the normal questions and try and ask some new ones to see, A, just because so you don't have to try and remember what you said last time. And B, just because I thought I'd try and find some uh, funner questions. Funner? That's not a word, but it's still what I said. (laughs) And also because we didn't have answers for the last one, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Number five. So this is, and this is a tough one right off the bat. What is your favorite Hallmark movie? Oh, gosh. Who is typing? Who is Googling? Someone's Googling. Someone's Googling. Who is Googling? (laughs) Who is Googling right now? (laughs) <laughs> um that's hard very hard actually 
I mean, I could tell you my favorite right off the bat, and it doesn't get enough love. Uh, whenever I read those like best of Hallmark Christmas movies, no one ever mentions the Nine Lives of Christmas with uh, Brandon Routh and Kimberly Suster. That the it was a and I'm not even a cat person, but and it centers around a cat. But I love <laughs> that Hallmark movie. It is one of the best. Yeah. Um, okay, I have. Wh- wh- what is the name of that one? I think it's actually with Lacey that she gets stuck in this town that is like magical. Yes. Um, oh, what is the name of that movie? That she actually meets Santa. Yes, that's. I was actually. That's the same one that I was thinking, and I can't think of the name. Um, for me, it's that one or um, the one she just did, like My Sweetest Christmas, I think, where she was. Yep, she made the gingerbread. That was very good. Yep, that was very good. Oh yes, yes, that was good. We'll have yes. our listeners try and guess what movie are they talking about? Write in. Yes, let us know. Okay. <laughs> what is the name of that I one? Know, that's what I'm trying to look because that's it's one of my favorite ones too. That's what I was thinking. Matchmaker Santa. Yes. Matchmaker oh, Santa. Yes. Too. Yes. Yes. More yep. yes. I like that is my favorite yes. Hallmark movie. For me, it's those That's two. That's a good yeah. one. I'm going to say, I think, a, a December Bride. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah for me, it good. has to be a very merry mix-up with Alicia Witt. Love it. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Is that the one where she ends up playing the store Santa? Yes. Oh, I love that one, too. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Hello, this is Tim, and I'm interrupting this interview from the future. Future. future! Turns out past Tim got it totally wrong. A very merry mix-up is the story of Alicia Witt going to stay with her fiancé and his family, but ends up in the wrong house. That's the movie Alex is talking about. Past him is referring to a different Hallmark movie with Alicia Witt, Christmas at Cartwright's. That's the one where Alicia Witt tries to get a seasonal job at a department store and ends up dressing up as Santa. My apologies to Alex for this slightly less than merry mix-up. And now, back to the interview already in progress. Chris, you know who wrote that one? The matchmaker Santa? Who? Joanny Kane. Oh. Yeah, she's she's one of the writer guests that we're going to have at the con. That's awesome. Oh, I'm going to act cool. totally like fangirl now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually nice. going to email her now. That is really funny. Yeah, seriously. That I didn't know she wrote that movie. That is really funny. Oh my uh. God, that's awesome. Okay. Number four. When you decorate your tree, colored lights or all white? Well, since it's my tree that they're all decorating, usually. (laughs) (laughs) That would be white lights. White lights do not interfere with the decorations. Let them shine. (laughs) Nice, nice. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Definitely white lights. When you say... They go with everything. When you say color lights, as in different colors or like blue lights, red lights, because my, my, when I don't decorate Chris's tree, my tree is blue. Well, then I guess oh, color. like the but... tree is blue? Mm-hmm. Or it's just a strand of blue lights? No, it's the strand of blue lights. I think those okay. are for Hanukkah, Trin. It's okay. It's my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite color. It's okay. Christmas takes whatever it wants. <laughs> Was that your tradition? It's ours now. We're Christmas. <laughs> that, that's for Lily's tree. That's Lily's tree. <laughs> yes, yes. That is for my menorah. <laughs> Number three. When do you put your tree up? Well, again, I'm going to answer because it's usually all of ours. It's usually Thanksgiving week. <laughs> Thanksgiving weekend because we're all together yep. and that's what we do. Yes. So. Nice. Yes. Yeah, that's what we do at your house, Chris. Yes. <laughs> I usually put them up uh, the second week of November. That's uh, like a family tradition. So oh, you are early. Okay. Yeah, very, very early. Alex is probably already putting it up. That's <laughs> <what sounds like. laughs> 
put it up before the convention. <laughs> I fully support that. Number two. Inflatables on the lawn. You know those inflatable decorations? Are they jolly or tacky? Here's uh, the well, thing. I, Go ahead. At Chris's house, at Chris's house, we don't. Right? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> we don't take it from the no. attic. <laughs> no, that's one of the things we don't take from the attic. There's okay. many other things, but okay. not that. Oh, my God. I feel like attic. <laughs> they complain about having to take decorations from the attic. Um, all right, team, hold on. Hold on, team. We got to tell you about this attic, all right? This attic that Chris has at her house. It's like, you know, Mary Poppins, the bag that doesn't end. Oh, yes. It's exactly like that. And it's like, how do you have decorations for every single season? And it's that... And it's not like small things. It's like she has like a huge bunny for Easter. Yes, like a huge literally bowl. bigger than me. Huge. Literally bigger than me. Huge. So every time we go, she waits until Trina and I would come visit to move to help her move the stuff. Why do you think I have to attic? Yeah, take down take stuff down. I'm like, when is this gonna end? Well, like, they, all complain. they all complain about the Thanksgiving dishes and everything, but they all eat the food. I don't see them complaining then. <laughs> oh, Lily. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Your attic Alex. is like a TARDIS. It's bigger yeah. on the inside. Yeah, and Alex is laughing. Exactly. And Alex is laughing. Wait uh, until yep. November, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you carrying that stuff for the first time, okay? It's already, it's already been warned that that's okay. happening when you guys come for Christmas time, so... <laughs> Yeah, thanks for the warning, Lily. <laughs> I'll be prepared. <laughs> There's more than one attic, by the way, so it's, it's not just one. Yeah, it's three, actually, yeah. No. Well, you know, that's, you gotta get your festive That's a lot on. of attic. <laughs> you gotta get your festive going. You do. I mean, if the... If one of the co-creators of Christmas Con can't have an attic full of decorations, yeah. who can? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> All right, before we get to number one, we have a couple honorable mention questions. Honorable mentions! Uh, these are questions we've been asking on our podcast since we started a couple years ago. Uh, like this year, we are deciding what is the ultimate Christmas food in our Road to the Christmas Bowl. Uh, people are voting on it. Uh, they'll have a chance to vote later, but I'm going to ask you guys, what is the ultimate Christmas food? Okay, I remember this question only because it has to do with food. So I do remember this one. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, and I'm still sticking by this, in Colombia, because I'm from Colombia, we have natilla, um, which is like a flan, and it has a little bit of um, like an uh, alcoholic drink. I mean, it can be done with rum, but there is something called aguardiente that we use in Colombia. So you put a little bit of that and it's sort of like a flan and it's only for Christmas season. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, it's amazing. And you combine it with something called buñuelo that is sort of a donut. So it's really, really good, that combination. Um, and uh, some eggnog as well. We, we, we brought some traditions from the U.S. here to Colombia. So now we're drinking eggnog in, at Christmas. Nice. That would be for me. Christina. I'm thinking. Well, see, the question kind of changed up from the last time because the last time it was your favorite Christmas food and now it's like more of a quintessential, right? Is that the question now? Well, it can, it can be. Well, 
it being that it's subjective, it's going to be your favorite. So you don't have to, you know, vote on behalf of the people or anything. You can be, well, what is your favorite Christmas food? Well, I mean, as an Italian, the pasta is always important. So mm-hmm. my mother always makes a homemade manicotti. So that's going to be my favorite. Um, but I think if you're thinking of like traditional Christmas, it would have to be like turkey. Yes. Yes, queen, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I, I agree with Chris. That's what I was thinking. The, the same answer. It's the, Chris, say it again. Manicotti. 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 My favorite. And then again, like the traditional turkey is probably my favorite. And I'm not going to lie. Mom makes this amazing, what is it? Uh, cornbread pudding. The corn souffle. Yeah, they go like the corn souffle. The corn souffle. Oh my god, that's like a staple at at Thanksgiving and Christmas now. When we when we it spend is. it with with uh, sure. Christmas family. I want to. Are are you guys going to be having like a dinner at this uh, the con? Because it sounds like you guys know what's what. <laughs> if you guys do like a cooking demonstration, that would be sweet. <laughs> well, you don't actually want the four of us cooking, but you know. Uh, I want it to be entertaining, so yes, I do want the we four of you cooking. Then you're good. <laughs> Next honorable mention question. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. Yes. No, 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 absolutely no, not. It's yes. Not. No, it's no. not. <laughs> I'm still saying it is. Three no's and a yes. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. The listeners have outvoted you. It is. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, what? Thank you. You're wrong. You're wrong. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And the last honorable mention question, which went really well last time. We'll see how it goes this time. Oh, no. What's your favorite version of Jingle Bells? Oh, God. Okay. I still... She still doesn't know. She still doesn't know. I still don't know the difference, so I'm still going to say Jingle Bell from Mean Girls. And I'm still Jingle Bell Rock, not Jingle Bells. It's still still Jingle Bell Rocks, but I love that song. I love... I love it in the movie, and I'm totally telling Lacey that at the convention. Just make sure you tell Jingle Bell Rock, not Jingle Bells. Yes. Okay. I 100% agree with you, Lily. That's my favorite song. Still not Jingle Bells. (laughs) This version of Jingle Bell Rock is so good, it's the best version of Jingle Bells as well, somehow. Yes, exactly. Um... So the last time, I think I'm still going to stick with my answer, but I have a second. My first answer was I still like the version from Charlie Brown Christmas when Lucy and Schroeder are on the piano. Um, yes. But I'm gonna, if we're going to go more iconic, I'm going to go Streisand. Yes. My mom used to play it all the time when I was a kid. I love that song. Yes. Version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Trin, Trin, it's up Trin, to you. Come on. Your well, time. Well, Please don't no, say well, Mean Girls. So this is good. No, it's not going to be Mean Girls. No, no, no. So I thought about I thought about this afterwards, and one of my favorite shows of all time is I Love Lucy. Oh, and there's a part in the show, or there's an episode where Rick uh, Lucy's like, oh, like humming a song, and Ricky can't figure it out what it what it is. That's their love song or their favorite song, and it and it's it's not Jingle Bells, it's Jingle Bells. So that's what like I <laughs> yes. thought about it after. It's like Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, and it's just that's what I thought about afterwards. Yes, I remember that. I like that. I'm going to have to go look that up. I think that version is my favorite. <laughs> and with that, we get to... Number one. Earliest Christmas memory. Ooh, That's right. Is, I threw oh, you a new one. Oh, oh, throw we couldn't up. even think of a favorite wow. present. This is really... Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's picking favorites. This is just like, what's the first time I remember about Christmas? Like any, anything well, you remember? Well, for me, it was 12 years I'm ago. Doing... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because... <laughs> exactly. Because I was going to say that because I'm Jewish. So I have always just celebrated Hanukkah. But then when, uh, when Chris and I met and I started going to her house for Thanksgiving and staying, you know, around for like the Christmas decorations and that's where I also met the famous addict now <laughs> and all of that. Um, I think my favorite memory was that first Christmas, like, yeah, 12 years ago at your house. When I like said, hey, could you help me a minute with the attic? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think that is my favorite memory of Christmas. Earliest Christmas. That's a really tough one. I think for yeah. me, it would be Christmas Eve at my grandmother's house in Brooklyn and my cousin Don would always dress as Santa and Mm -hmm. me and my other cousin who was like two years older than me we were like little babies and we always knew it was him but we still always went along with it and it was that's I think for me the earliest memory nice probably for me five six years old my first memory with my family we're very close with my whole family from mom and dad so probably here in Colombia at my grandma's house as well. Every year we celebrate together. So um, maybe putting up the tree and, and then celebrating um, celebrating everything, the presents. We do hear something that is called an avena. Uh, so the night nights before Christmas Eve, uh, the families get together and pray together and uh, have a like little meal around the whole Christmas vibe. So uh, yeah, probably since I was five, six years old, I remember that gathering and, and being totally happy with, with my family and, and friends and everybody. So it's fun times. Trin? Um, I think, again, like coming from an Asian family, we, we didn't really celebrate much like in the beginning because coming over here. I think that I was visiting my daycare teacher and my, my parents went to visit and they have this, they're from the South. So imagine what the meal looks like. And I remember seeing the tree for the first time and kind of like taking it all in. It was just so like, I think it was so family oriented. And I think that's why I, I love Christmas so much. It's just, it brings everybody together, no matter whether it's your mom, your dad, but your friends and family and everything, you know what I mean? I think that was probably when I was like four. Mm-hmm. I knew this would be an awesome yeah. question. Those were all great stories. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you for of asking. Of course, thank you. I, I never, I never get asked about my first memory of Christmas, but now I know <laughs> what to say. So, Christina, Lily, Trin, and Alex from That's for Entertainment, thank you so much for not only taking time to be here today, but time to be here yesterday and time to be here a week ago before we finally <laughs> made this interview work. Anytime. It's always fun. And I know you guys are busy because if you're following, follow them on social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, or uh, the, the website. Follow, they're making announcements every day because Christmas Con is barreling towards us November 8th, 9th, and 10th in Edison, New Jersey. Thank you guys so much. Thank, well, thank you, you for having us. Thank, thank you so much. And see you all at Christmas Con. <laughs> yes.
You may be wondering why that segment began and ended with Christmas songs from the Spice Girls. Well, it turns out Christina, Lily, Trin, and Alex met at a Spice Girls concert. Sadly, I did not find out about this until after the interview. We'll just have to encourage the ladies to come on again so we can hear the full story of how if it weren't for the Spice Girls, there would be no Christmas con. Food for thought. Speaking of food, let's see who's going to be our first finalist in the Road to the Christmas Bowl. All year, we're going to have two different Christmas dishes compete each month for your votes until we decide what is the ultimate Christmas food. Last time, it was the first matchup in round two, and it was pie versus pie. Mincemeat pie versus pumpkin pie. Well, friends, this wasn't even close. If the results were a pie chart, sadly, mincemeat pie would get the smallest slice. Because with 88% of the vote, pumpkin pie is moving on to the finals. And now, let's move on to today's matchup. It's another side dish smackdown. Let's meet our contestants. In the green corner, they knocked the stuffing out of stuffing in round one to secure a spot in this round. Now, they're here and ready to mash the competition. Don't let their fluffy appearance fool you. If you're not careful, you'll be getting some serious lumps. Here comes Mashed Potato! In the red corner, they've got experience battling potatoes. In round one, they defeated Yams to earn their spot in this showdown. Look out for the lean, green fighting machine, Green Bean Casserole! And now it's up to you to pick the winner. The poll is open now at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. You can vote once a day, every day until the polls close on October 23rd. Then we'll announce the winner on our October 25th show and see which one of these will continue on the road to the Christmas Bowl. And that's our show. Be sure to hit us up on Instagram to see all those Christmassy accounts we mentioned in our Five Golden Things segment. Get on over to our website and vote in the Christmas Bowl poll. And I want to give another huge thank you to the lovely ladies of That's For Entertainment for coming on the show today. Remember, Christmas Con is happening November 8th, 9th, and 10th at the New Jersey Convention and Expo Center in Edison, New Jersey. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I just Hey, team, wait. Oh, hey, Lily. Hey, Christina. Hey, Alex. Hey, Trin. What brings you back so soon? Did I forget something? Well, there's one guest we forgot to mention is going to be a Christmas con. Oh, really? Who? You. You. Me? Of course you. I would be honored to come to Christmas con. Yay! Yay. We'd love to see you there. (laughs) Absolutely. What will I be doing? Sweeping floors? Bussing tables? Does Alicia Witt need a personal valet? (laughs) (laughs) We have have your volunteer t-shirt ready. Awesome! (laughs) No, you're going to be part of our podcast panel. Wait, there's going to be a whole panel for Christmas podcasters? Yeah, why not? Absolutely. Just when I thought Christmas Con couldn't get any more awesome. Yay! Yes, Yes. we'd love to see you there. Great to see you. And meet you in person. Yay! Fair warning, ladies. I'm even dorkier in person. (laughs) (laughs) Us too, so you're good. (laughs) Well, thank you again, ladies. You can find more information about Christmas Con at their website, that's for entertainment.com slash Christmas Con. On Twitter and Instagram, it's That's For ENT. And on Facebook, it's at That's For Entertainment. And to be clear, all of those fours are the number four. To make it easy, I'll just have links in the show notes of this episode so you can click on all that stuff and get all the Christmas Con details. So, I'll talk to you again next month. I'll see you at Christmas Con. And in the meantime, have a merry everyday. Keep laughing all the way. 
And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2019. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you for listening to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on iTunes, or we're available on Stitcher and Google Play as well. If you'd like to leave a comment on this or any episode, go to our official website at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, bumper stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas merchandise all year long. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash can'twaitforchristmaspod. Or on Twitter, we are at christmaspod. Or you could always send us an email directly at christmas at tancast.com. The Can't Wait for Christmas podcast is part of the Tancast Podcast Network. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band. And this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the Accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Kristen Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. Winter underscore Wonderland underscore girl. Winter underscore Wonderland underscore... Ha! Why does underscore have to be such a long word? Can't they just call it line? I'm going to start recording before we lose anybody else. (laughs) Yes. Good good plan. I'm still here, right? Yes. Yes, you are. Okay. (laughs) So whenever we have guests on... We do the five golden questions. I'm explaining it to you like we didn't do this last time. And everybody okay? Is someone drumming? What's going on right now? <laughs> I don't know, but that wasn't me this time. <laughs> Way to throw everybody else under the bus. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll go in the outtake reel. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with the first one. Number five. Well, you have a jingle and everything. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. Now I have my little soundboard so I can actually put the sounds in as we go. Fancy dancy. Nice. <laughs> I knew this would be a good question. Those were all awesome stories. <laughs> stories. <laughs> Let me re rack and say words like a human. <laughs> Oh my gosh, is, is it like my system that is messing everything up? Probably. Yeah. Normally I blame Comcast, but no, I'm... No, we usually just blame Lily for technical problems. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so you guys will totally spontaneously interrupt me with spontaneous spontaneity. <laughs> That wasn't pre-planned. <laughs> and if we do this good enough, maybe we'll get a job in Hallmark as the next actors. Come on. Yes. We did it! Yes! Wait, yes. okay. you check Make sure we're recorded. Are we sure we're saved? Are we shagging? <laughs> Let's make sure. Yeah, it was that good or it looks that like was great. Sound- yeah? Okay, cool. Yeah, we're not actors, so... <laughs> I mean, clearly neither am I. Uh, that's why I was only in Hollywood for two years before they were like, leave. <laughs> <laughs>